Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The Other Side of Midnight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Moreno. Well, it is Friday. TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Frank. You know what that means? In the 1 a.m. hour, we are going to do wall-to-wall questions. Whatever you have on any subject, now's the time to call in and ask. Go ahead and dial 1-800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. I will do my best to answer your questions on any subject. Quick update to a story I brought to your attention earlier in the week. I had told you how the MTA was leaving Twitter because Twitter was going to charge them a whole bunch of money. And what I said was that I hoped that both sides would reconsider because this was a valuable service that the MTA was providing on Twitter. And it looks like that may very well be the case. In another about face, Twitter has reversed course on charging the MTA and other public agencies to access its inner workings. As the city has reported, the MTA decided last week to stop using Twitter for service updates since under a new pricing structure, it would have cost $50,000 per month to maintain. On Wednesday, the MTA tweeted, glad that Twitter got the message and they're saying it'll reassess service alerts moving forward. I think that's very positive, and uh, that's exactly what I hoped would occur. So hopefully we can get back to a situation where you can actually tweet at the MTA and New York City Transit and get information in response to the issues you're tweeting about. They really used Twitter brilliantly in terms of informing riders, and uh, I am hoping that that will continue. Ask Frank anything in a moment. We got denunciations coming up. We got some good UFO talk and a bunch of other things. If you've got questions, I've got the answer. 800-848-WABC. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. I know a lot of you have paid a lot of attention to the death of Jordan Neely. I am not going to watch this video, which has become viral and so many people have commented on, because I have no interest in watching someone be strangled to death at all. I don't see what my watching that video will do. What I am going to do is leave this to the police the prosecutors, and if necessary, a jury to make judgments about. I think a guy that was being very responsible in terms of not prejudging this case one way or another was the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. This is what he said. Uh, each situation is different. And how a passenger, uh, we have so many cases where passengers assist of, of the riders, uh, and we don't know exactly what happened here until the investigation is thorough. And each situation is different. I was a former transit police officer, and I responded to many jobs where you had a passenger assist someone. And so we cannot just blankly say, blankly say what a passenger should or should not do in a situation like that. We should allow the investigation to take its course. I think a guy that is 
delivering exactly the wrong message and a message which includes basically pandering to what he perceives as the political winds of the day is the city controller Brad Lander. No surprise there, but this is what he had to say. New York City is not Gotham. You can't take the law into your own hands and choke someone to death who's having a mental health crisis. My view is that the great tragedy of Jordan Neely is that this is yet another failure of our mental health system. This person should not have been out there on the public without treatment. And this is another example of New York City's mental health failures. And we need to step up involuntary commitment for the severely mentally ill. I also think it's important to note that there were 27 other people killed violently on the subway since March of 2020. And just as Jordan Neely's life matters, so do theirs. And each of their lives should get the same amount of attention for how it came to an end as Jordan Neely's has. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. So I've been telling you about this complaint that I filed against Judge Juan Mershon, the judge who was presiding over the Manhattan criminal case against Donald Trump. And and essentially, if you haven't followed this, what it boils down to is Judge Mershon made a campaign contribution, which judicial candidates are not supposed to do and judges are not supposed to do. But this particular campaign contribution was very egregious because he made a small campaign contribution to Donald Trump's opponent. So it's not only a violation of the rules on judicial conduct, it's also a blatant, overt act of bias. I was happy that Sid Rosenberg brought this up with Judge Napolitano yesterday on the radio. Look, New York has this political system. When I was on the bench in New Jersey, we were prohibited from contributing to any political campaign. We were prohibited from making any political statements. Remember, I had a lifetime uh, appointment. I didn't have to run every seven or every 14 years, whatever the term is in New York, depending upon which court uh, you're in. So it would be difficult to find a judge in New York, A, who is not a Democrat, because Manhattan is virtually all Democrat. In New Jersey, the judges are half Republican, half Democrat. Uh, B, it would be difficult to find a judge who's not involved in politics because they all have to run for office in order to get their job. The one thing that Judge Napolitano, I think, is omitting, maybe because he's more familiar with the New Jersey and the federal procedures than what we do here in New York, is that judges are not permitted to make campaign contributions. Rule 100.5 specifically restricts political activity, not just from judges, but judicial candidates. This is totally inappropriate, and it's all the more reason why Judge Biden and the new chief judge, Rowan Wilson, of the whole state, should conduct an investigation to see how prevalent this behavior is. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Well, I follow New York City and New York State politics pretty closely. However, there is one proposal that just was revealed yesterday that I am not sure how I feel about yet. And if you have additional feedback about it, I'd love for you to email me and give me your two cents on this. I don't think it's a secret that people know that the turnout in New York City mayoral elections and city council elections is abysmal. It does not compare to the presidential election. It's a 
super low turnout, meaning whoever emerges as the mayor has gotten elected with very few New Yorkers actually voting for them. So now, in order to combat this, the New York City Campaign Finance Board has an official suggestion. They are suggesting, and they made this proposal yesterday, moving city government elections to presidential election years to increase voter turnout. This basically would say, instead of having the mayoral election in 2025, you would have it in 2024. Since the presidential election always garners such a high turnout, a lot of those people would go and vote for mayor as well. Now, the reason I'm not sure about this is because if you're voting in that mayoral election, presumably you have some interest in city government. Presumably you care a little bit about who the mayor of New York City is, what kind of job that person is doing, and you're not just voting because they have a nice sounding name or because they're a Democrat or a Republican. Presumably you at least have a little bit of interest in this, whereas the presidential election, it's more likely that even if you don't follow local affairs or local politics, you have an opinion on the presidential election. So do you really want these people that aren't interested enough to go out and learn about the mayoral election, not interested enough under normal circumstances to go out and vote in a mayoral election, helping decide who the mayor is and the other local offices? And the answer to that is, I don't know. I'd love your feedback if you have any. Frank.Morano at WABCRadio.com. Beam me up! To be continued.